Other than those flurries a couple days ago, we have been mercifully uh, blessed with pretty decent weather to travel, uh, at least for the next few days. But it is, we are in the midst of a blizzard of public opinion polls and political polls, and all of them bring a storm of bad news to President Joe Biden as he tries to move further down the road with his reelection campaign. Uh, whether it's Fox News, New York Times, Siena, Monmouth, a number of polls showing uh, disapproval numbers that are historically high and also showing incredible erosion of support amongst young voters, which sent him to the White House, and also independence. What does it all mean? Is it the flashing red light that many say that it is, or is it just a temporary problem that he has time to correct? John Selleck is founder and CEO of Harbor Strategic Public Affairs, joins us live this morning to give us his insights. Hey there, John. Hey, good morning. That was a masterful introduction. I could not have weaved together the, the weather and the political storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's easier like, to forecast politics than the weather in Michigan, just saying. <laughs> like, i got to up my game here. Uh, let's just, looking at the numbers, um, just in general, uh, this hypothetical in New York Times, Siena College, 18 to 29-year-olds in the head-to-head now, this hypothetical head-to-head, Trump beating Biden by six percentage points, 49% support for Donald Trump. Do we believe that? Is it a mirage or is is that a protest vote to send Joe Biden a message? Well, if we had the answers to that, we would uh, we would be billionaires. You're supposed sure. to have the answers, John. <laughs> I think it's, it is fascinating. So there's a lot of different things to look at. First, in the big picture, like you said. Um, other news that's come out in the last 24 hours that the Cook Political Report, very respected national analysts of the scene, have moved Michigan from the lean Democratic category for Biden in the presidential race to Trump. And they list out the two main reasons we we assume right now that Biden is having trouble with young voters, which are basically like 18 to 30. Um, and that's what's going on in Israel with Hamas and, and because of Michigan's a uh, very large Arab American population, and then because of the Michigan uh, Democrats' dependence on organizing young votes, we've got a lot of ca- uh, college campuses that makes it a a useful place for Democrats to organize and just run up these vote margins. And all those those two groups right now are really struggling with what's going on in the Middle East, and they're putting the blame on the guy in charge, and that's Joe Biden. John, uh, the president, the former President Trump, he's been indicted like. Four times in 2023, 91 felony counts, and Republican voters are, are willing to really look past his legal jeopardy and line up behind him uh, returning to power. Yeah, those those indictments have only uh, allowed him to gather strength with his supporters who, you know, he's been saying all along that he's being, you know, robbed and things are rigged. And he's just pointing to the, the multitude of those um those prosecutions as evidence if there maybe there was one maybe he'd still make the same argument but it wouldn't be as effective now there's been a lot of polling that also has shown across the battleground states that there's a group of people that kind of vary from the you know the um the mild democrat and republican sides and into the independents who say if he's convicted of something believable five or six percent will switch their vote from trump to biden and if the election is as close as we see you know, a legitimate con- conviction will have an impact that will hurt Trump. He knows that. And that's why he keeps attacking all those prosecutions. But we've essentially on the the Israel-Hamas war going on right now, we've seen that younger voters just don't see that conflict um, the same way that older voters do. And I think it's just probably our proximity 
um, to, you know, those of us who had relatives, like my grandfather was in World War II. We heard the stories. We were taught that in history first and foremost, and then a lot more history happens, and so it becomes less important in the in the messaging. And what we see are these younger voters are saying, look, I don't like either side fighting and killing each other. I want it to stop. And the, the, the protesters are very well organized, and they're doing, a, they're doing a very effective job of messaging to younger voters. So the question that um, – that guy had is, you know, is this a blip? Will they really do that? And one thing that one of the New York Times pollsters pointed out last night is among a section of the youth voters who said that they are switching from Biden to Trump over things like this, they're very unlikely to have voted in the past. So it's probably easier for them to say that they're going to go to Trump because they haven't been true political participants. And that was one of the biggest beefs about the New York Times poll across Twitter on the Democrats' viewpoint yesterday is that the headline did not say among likely voters that Biden was up. Uh-huh. It was all the red flags. Well, here's the other thing. If you dig into the cross tabs, when you ask those same 18 to 29 year olds, what is the biggest problem facing the country? Only 3% said the Middle East. Most of them still say it's the economy. And that may be the warnings that may be Biden's biggest problem. Well, I think it is. And so I, I really think it's both those issues are a huge problem. The economy is a bigger problem at least the perception of it, because it reaches across into different groups besides just yeah. the youth vote, because other better voting groups for the Democratic Party, for Joe Biden in 2020, black voters, Hispanic voters, they're also moving over to Trump. And overall, when you just ask this generalized question of, are you worse off under Joe Biden, that old that old question, how were you compared to four years ago? You know, 55% of all Americans said that they're worse off. And when you dig into those numbers, you know, folks who are on the average on the lower end of the median income scale, like blacks and Hispanics in this country, are still being hurt by the economy. And it just kind of, it is a headbanger to watch these Sunday shows trot out their polls and say, gosh, we heard all week that inflation isn't going up anymore and that jobs are being hired. And so why isn't everybody happy? But Debbie Dingell, you know, the masterful uh, temperature taker of politics is out there everywhere she can go saying, hey, this is 2015 and 2016. People are really, her word was angry. Um, and so you can feed them all the numbers that you want that say gas prices went down this week for the holidays. Well, all the prices went up and they stayed up. And people already paid the price literally for the inflationary economy that took place. And these people are really unhappy. And I think you're right, Guy, that that is the wider, broader issue that even $40 million in early spending on TV and digital has not fixed the problem for Biden. Uh, John, I was listening to a political podcast recently, and they were saying these polls are really for the campaign, so they know where and who to target. But this is not maybe what the voters might think in a year from now or a little bit less than a year when the election happens, especially if there's going to be a third party person on the ticket. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And it is a little bit. of So we have something to talk about and people aren't actually curious what's going on here. But it is so they know who to target. But, you know, like I referenced, there's uh several stories in the last few weeks talking about the internal discussions in the Biden camp and the president is getting nervous. And when there's leaks coming out of meetings, you know, at the white house or during Thanksgiving break, talking about how mad the president was, that means his own team is starting to fracture inside because they're feeling the pressure. You know, we've seen that pressure break down the uh, Ron DeSantis super PAC and what's going on there as you're getting down to the wire, you start making changes. I kind of wonder if we'll start to see some changes in the Biden camp because they're not, they're not able to make movement in those groups, Jamie, that are so obvious in all of these polls. They can't, they're not pleasing the youth vote. They're not doing enough to convince people that Biden's policies worked. And when you make up a, a gamble, which I think they needed to do, um, to spend $40 million before we even get to the end of 2023 on ads in the six primary states, and you're losing all of them, the battleground states, 
I mean, it's time for a change. It's at least a time in, for messaging. And I don't know if, you know, Debbie Dingle will have his advice on that is just be more real about what's going on here. Yes, things have been really tough. And yeah, I'm really old, but I, I'm better than the alternative. Honest to goodness. They're trying to do a kind of a morning in America theme and it hasn't worked. He, it, and he's he's going to be out there again today. He's kind of abandoned the Bidenomics label now. And that tells you something. The other thing is very quickly, John, we talked about younger voters. We didn't talk about independence. Uh, 38% supported Biden in July. It's now down to 24%. You can't win without independence. We all get in our little silos and say, well, all my friends support Trump. And on the other side, all my friends support Biden. You don't matter. It's the independence that will determine this election. And they're, they're also, only 24%, only one in four are supporting Joe Biden. Yep. And in the Harvard-Harris poll that was most recently where they asked that question about, are you worse off? Just let's not get specific. Just what are your feelings? Because, you know, a lot of times that's how we vote. We vote on our feelings. And uh, 62% of independents said they're worse off than they were before. The Biden team has tried to spend a lot of money convincing people, hey, there are good things going on out there. And so they're cherry picking the good numbers, but they're not beating out the frustration and fears of people who have been paying massively high amounts for almost everything and are worried that the jobs that they get don't pay enough to cover things. That hasn't that hasn't changed and they have time. So Jamie's point is probably the most important thing that allows Joe Biden to actually get some sleep at night, that we are a political eternity away from the election. And we're going to see a lot of changes. We saw a 17 point swing in how young voters feel about Joe Biden just since the summer to now. Um, so there is lots of time to fix these things. But uh, with uh, New Hampshire and Iowa about to get underway, uh, there's going to be a heck of a lot more focus on the presidential race, and there'll be a lot of opportunities for Biden to, to fix it. Yeah, I got to tell you, though, uh, John, I'm having flashbacks to 92 when President George H.W. Bush had super high numbers coming out of the Gulf War. They all evaporated, not because the economy was really that bad, but because he appeared out of touch with understanding that for many Americans mm-hmm. the economy was bad. It was a really small recession, right. but it cost him his job. That's a good comparison. Yeah, as as Bill Clinton said, it's the economy. Stupid. And it still <laughs> is. Uh, John Selleck, thanks so much. Have a wonderful holiday, and we look forward to connecting with you in the new year. You too. All right. When we come back, uh, what is it about these uh, gas-powered leaf blowers? They're going to be verboten within the next four years in one southeast Michigan city. We'll get an update on that next on JR Morning at uh, 749.